Welcome. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to share, listen, and learn. This is my favorite coffee story with your host, Aniko Samoji. You'll hear about the stories about coffee itself, the history, health benefits, recipes, and more, along with some personal stories inspired by coffee and the lifestyle. Now, here is Aniko Somoji. Welcome to my favorite coffee story. Listeners all around the world, we're so glad you've joined us today. We are having an amazing show. We have Agnieszka Rojuska from Poland joining us. She is, oh, she just won the World Barista Championship, so we cannot wait to share her stories. Today we're talking about winning the 2018 World Barista Championship and making history. And before I introduce our very special guest, we have our Ani Kona Farm moment. So we love when our listeners are with us. We, we love to share what's going on at Ani Kona Farm. And today's moment is all about sharing about Hawaii. So I get many questions about what is it like living on the big island of Hawaii and having a Kona coffee farm? Certainly, we just love being on the farm. And those are some of our very special moments when we can share the farm with friends and family and guests. But a little bit about the Big Island. It's a very special place. And probably many of our listeners have been to Hawaii. But I thought for those who have maybe thought about Hawaii or what it might be like, I might bring you over to the farm and share some of our favorite places on the Big Island of Hawaii. And I'll just quickly go through some of our favorites. One thing in the evening we love to do is dive with the manta rays. And they have wingspans of about 12 feet or so. And you do that in the evening because the lights bring some of the plankton. And that's what attracts them. And you can swim with them. And they do somersaults around you. And that is just magical. And then some of our other favorite places, Mauna Kea Beach. It's this beautiful turquoise crescent beach. Akaka Falls is a very special place as well. And Akaka Falls is right on the Hilo side. And it's a beautiful waterfall. We do hikes on the Big Island. There's one near Javi at the end of the road. Of course, snorkeling and scuba with the beautiful fish and the sea turtles that we call Honu. And there's a botanical garden as well on the Hilo side, which is just breathtaking. And the Mauna Kea Summit is 14,000 feet above. And you can look over the clouds and be up there. And it's just spectacular. That's a little bit about Anikona Farm. So let's get started and talk about winning the 2018 World Barista Championship and making history. We have our incredible guest, Agnieszka Rojuska. We can also call her Aga, as she is fondly known by her friends. She is the 2018 World Barista Champion. She's the very first woman to ever win the competition in its 19-year history. Since 2011, she's been three-time Polish Barista Champion, four-time Latte Art Champion. She just recently won the Coffee Masters Championship in London in 2018. 
2018. We're so glad you've joined us today, Aga. Welcome to my favorite coffee story. It's my pleasure. It's like, like it's, uh, it's my pleasure to like join you on this uh, conversation. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful! And we know you've been on tour and you've been very, very busy. And even though you're from Poland and you spent some time in Europe and in Asia, now you're calling in from Colombia. It's such an honor to have yeah. you. <laughs> we thought we'd share a little bit about some of your growing up family times in Poland and a little bit about your early days, please. Oh, like, uh, I was, uh, I lived basically in Poznan, which is not not the biggest city in my country. It's like, uh, it's very close to Germany. I think it's a city that actually is very, like, focused on students so there's like a lot of people leaving it in summer so it's like very quiet place and my hometown is uh, 20 kilometers on the south of that uh, city and where this is where my parents live so I was born 30 years ago exactly uh, this year Uh, I was having a pretty fun childhood I was very busy child I was playing football which in United States you call it soccer yes so so this was uh, this was like my goal for a few future to be a professional footballer uh, but I was like I was always competitive so I broke my arm and I broke my leg and I never entered the sports career uh, I was a good student uh, I was one of the you know highest ranked students in my high school also in my university uh, like my parents still live in uh, still live in this small city called Moshina and my mother is a math teacher so I never had a problem with maths. I just had it in my DNA. I think my dad was a, my dad is an engineer. He actually was working a lot of in the agriculture like machines, but now he's doing like barista accessories, like tampers, knock boxes, everything you need like for your coffee shop. And I have an older brother. Uh, my brother is two years older than me. He currently lives in Switzerland with his wife and a small kid. So I don't see him very often, but. I believe, like, I have a small family, but very high. I, my mom doesn't have uh, siblings. Also, my dad, like, does, is not in contact with his brother. Uh, but we are, like, very, very well connected. So I was, I was having, like, pretty, pretty fun childhood. It sounds like a very special childhood. And thank you for sharing that, Aga. And we can just picture your hometown there, not far from Poznan and how you were a very good student and soccer player. And you went on to attend the university there of economics, which is a very prestigious university in Poznan, Poland. And yeah. you you did get your bachelor's degree in 2010 yeah. and master's degree of business administration and management. Please share a little bit about those experiences. Like I was, uh, because like I couldn't play football anymore. I was thinking about something that I still can do with uh, with sports so I figured out that we don't have a like, sports management in Poland basically but I figured out that if I will finish like good school in management like uh, like in business and uh, administration and all this kind of stuff I will be able in some way to switch uh, to a job that will give me a position maybe some football club so I will still be very close to football that's why I choose it uh, and like marketing is always a fun stuff uh, basically you know universities in Poland are not very like modern they marketing 
So the moment I wanted to like write about coffee, uh, my, my, all my, both my degrees are, uh, the, the thesis are about coffee. The people were like, so what you're going to actually write about? There's a, like the coffee is just like what you can have in the market, like in the shop. And I was, uh, there is so much more. There's the specialty coffee industry. So you can have uh, better quality coffee. And I was, uh, I was kind of struggling at this time. Uh, because like nobody understands what I'm talking about. So this was this was pretty pretty bad. And so at this time I was a bit struggling uh, in the industry, uh, like in, in the in the university, like with my teachers. Uh, but I managed to defend myself in it. I was like I was pushing it pretty hard. Uh, but I knew already that I will be just finishing the master's degree because my dad asked me to. Uh, this was like the, uh, uh, and then I was then I was just sticking with coffee. Like it wasn't like being in coffee during the university wasn't very easy because I, I was a daily student, so I had classes from Monday to Friday, and then I was uh, I was working on the weekends. So to be like very high ranked student and still work the amount of time that would let me develop my skills was pretty difficult, uh, but I managed. And after that, I even stayed to start my P. In economics, uh, but I'm like in the process of doing it still. <laughs> it's amazing all that you're accomplishing, and I bet your family is so excited that you just won the competition, the World Barista Championship in Amsterdam in June. I bet they were all cheering for you, and it was just such an amazing accomplishment. And it just shows how you were a very good student, you worked very hard, but you also knew that you wanted to be true to yourself. And it seems like that's been really important in your career as you've been actually developing your interests and your studies, etc. Tell us if you had maybe a favorite class or favorite teacher, please. Uh, my, my favorite class? Uh, hmm. I'm the excited scientific minds uh, so I believe I like those this one that you can you have to count stuff which was uh, you know I, I don't know how to translate it in English but everything that was like according to math like you know statistics like uh, operations uh, everything contains numbers uh, microeconomics macroeconomics all those like subjects was very uh, there was like few, like there was a student, not a student. There was a teacher from macroeconomics, and she was a, she was very hard. She was like very, very like hard for us. But I believe that the harder the teacher, the more I was getting out of it. Yes. One of my favorite ones was uh, was actually the the my my closest teacher, which was taking care of my master's degree. Uh, she's now the head of the department, and like she's the smartest woman I've ever met in my life uh, and she was uh, always like, supporting me but at the same time she was pushing not to like give up on the university stuff so she was very strict but I, I believe I liked her like attitude she knew her priorities and she knew what should be my priorities at different types times especially during the year uh, in the university so I just I just feel like uh I just feel like maybe she's not she's not the one that was the most kind for me, but she was the one that like helped me develop as a person, basically. 
She sounds like she was a very inspiring person and definitely had a big impact on you. And we wish you all the best, Aga, as you do your your PhD program. And in between, I know you've been so busy as you, after your schooling, you also had experience as a project manager and a barista since 2008 at a place called Uno Espresso and you worked at Sweet Surrender and you were head barista for about four years at Brisman Kawawi Bar and you're also the owner of Rojas Anishka Rojuska. So tell us some about those experiences, please. Like uh, when I was when I was starting in coffee, like Uno Espresso and Sweet uh, Surrender was the first places that was actually taking care of coffee. So the owners were very open to like bringing like the uh, high quality coffee inside. So they gave me like a lot of freedom. So I wasn't only a barista, but I could like uh, make trainings, make cuppings, make many projects that would actually promote the coffee. Yes. But yes. this was uh, this was like very short short period of my life. Uh, uh, Brisbane Cavove Bar is, uh, was a coffee shop that we opened with my friend, so I was actually co-owner in this one. Uh, and what I like about this job that we could do the coffee the way we wanted. Uh, it was super awesome that nobody tells us how we should make our coffee. We decided that. And the, the last company, Royal Sagnetti, well, which is like, I'm a freelancer. I do most of the time coffee trainings for everybody who wants it. I do a lot of, uh, you know, consultancy projects. I do a lot of, uh, like, some of the sales stuff. And everything that I live now is, like, actually the, the, the last company you mentioned. Yeah, like, this is me. This is, like, 100% me. Nobody else is working for me. And that's fantastic, Aga, and I know that you're an authorized Specialty Coffee Association trainer, and not only are you a trainer, you're a certified examiner for latte art grading. Tell us a little bit about that, please. Like, uh, this, was a, this was a project that happened that somebody introduced to me like two years ago, but it's not very popular in Poland. It, somebody was trying to create a your skills in making drawings on coffee, which is very difficult because you cannot, like, obviously say what what is hard, what is simple, like according to the whole humanity. In this industry, it's very difficult like, to to get like. So, so somebody in Italy called Luigi Lupi. He's one of the creators of Latteret worldwide. He's uh, an older man, but still still very into coffee. He tried to create this program, and uh, I believe that they wanted to like promote it. And because I was one of the good ones, and they asked if I would like to be a certifier, uh, uh, I passed the exam. I was getting a so-called a black jug, uh, uh, but I finished it super fast because, like in Poland, nobody was actually interested in third. It's running very well in Italy. Uh, uh, but like in Poland, it's not very popular. I just have, I just have, have like in, a, you know, in the, in the, I just have a black jack and I can like just put it on my shelf. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, we are about to go to break, Aga, and we thought we have about a minute. If we could ask you what it was like 
to win the 2018 World Barista Championship a few months ago in Amsterdam mm-hmm. in a few words. We'd love to hear. Uh, we'd love to hear about what? Like, I, I missed the first part. Oh, the first part, please, was yeah. what it was what it was like winning the World Barista Championship <laughs> in Amsterdam, please. Like the, the the problem that I have with winning the World Barista Championship is that I have no memory of that day. <laughs> like the the emotions were so strong, and I was like so there was like so many emotions in my head and in my body, and like you know the adrenaline that. Uh, I don't remember what happened on the day. I remember how I get up. I remember what I... I don't remember what I ate on breakfast. It was <laughs> probably the ice cream. But I remember that we were like on the backstage. We were preparing ourselves. I don't remember the routine. I remember drinking Prosecco with the other finalists on the backstage. And then there's like a black hole in my head. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what happened after that. Uh, so like it's very hard to for me to describe the emotions. Uh, I believe I, I'm still shocked. So I believe it was just stronger. I'm super happy. I think that the next day I just felt happy. I couldn't stop about the exact moment what I felt when they revealed. I have no idea how it felt like. We are so happy for you, Aga, and congratulations to you. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more with Agnieszka Rojuska about her win, what that final round was like, how she actually made the judges feel like they were very much coming into a coffee shop right after the break. So please join us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the Trauma and Beauty of Being Human, with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. 
Do you think about what you really want? Are you looking to change or perfect your environment, your value, your life? We can help. Tune in to Everyday News with the Blantons. Hosted by husband and wife team Mark and Dr. Latasha Blanton, our program will help you find the answers to make the changes in your life with inspiring guests that can help you find your sense of place in the world and how you view it. Listen live every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to my favorite coffee story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We have such an incredible show today. We have our special guest, Agnieszka Rujewska. She just won the 2018 World Barista Championship in Amsterdam. She made history being the first woman to ever win it in its 19-year history. She is a three-time Polish Polish barista champion, as well as four-time latte art champion. She's also won the Coffee Masters Championship in London this year. We are so delighted you're with us today, Aga. Thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. We um, we were just talking about what it was like winning the championship in June in Amsterdam. And I've seen where you've talked a little bit about it, uh, where you said it was exciting and fun. And, and you really had the goal to make it fun. And I watched your final round, and I thought it was wonderful how you really made it seem like the judges were coming into your coffee shop and how you were establishing a relationship with them. And I I also thought it was wonderful how you did three different types of coffee. Please share with us about the types of coffee you did. One even had passion fruit in there, which we love in Hawaii. How you decided on the three types of coffee and and how you decided on using Ethiopian coffee, please. Uh, like I was, uh, I was supported by one of the distributors and roasters from Australia, uh, Ona Coffee. So Ona Coffee was recently having this project that introduced new kind of experimental processing to coffee in different regions of Ethiopia. So they approached me with this support offer that they will give me some coffees to try and to use it on WBC. And so I went to Australia, we tried those experimental lots and we had the back backup, we have a Panaman coffee, but I wasn't very sure about using like a geisha from Panama because it's like everybody's using it for a few years and we're just like, we, it's too much, like we wanted something new. So I was very happy that one of the coffees that we tried, uh, that Ethiopia they actually use, was, was pretty outstanding, there was like a lot of bright fruits, flavors, like very nice complex acidity and the, and the tactile of the coffee was incredible. So that's why I choose this coffee. And uh, in the competition, the rule says that you have to serve three types of drinks, which is uh, espresso, milk beverage, which is basically coffee with milk, and signature beverage that's supposed to enhance the characteristics of coffee. So what we did first was we figured out the best ratio for espresso. So not to lose the tactile, not to lose this bright acidity, 
Uh, and then when we figured out what is the best possible espresso, and there was like a lot of flavors of passion fruit inside and peach, when we tried it for the first time, we figured out that uh, this is the characteristic we want to enhance. So that's why I was using the passion fruit syrup to highlight the, the yellow fruit characteristic. And also I was using uh, rubos infusion in a signature beverage to give it more caramel flavors. And to give a, to give a tactile, I was using uh, washed milk. And washed milk is like uh, milk without proteins. So this is just like basically the liquid. So altogether, it was tasting more or less like a passion fruit tart. Uh, so and the texture was very creamy and very dense. So it makes it even better. Uh, my espresso in the in Amsterdam wasn't a, a passion fruit anymore. There was a lot of uh, peach, orange, and plum flavors inside it. Uh, but the, what I loved the most in my presentation was actually my milk beverage. Beverage. Uh, milk beverage was a bit different processing. It was a whole whole cherry carbonic maceration, so you got like very intense strawberry flavor sweetness inside this coffee. So, and when you put it all together with milk, it just tasted like chocolate ice creams with a strawberry jam, which was pretty amazing. It was my favorite beverage. That's uh, so incredible. And you have to serve those three drinks. And because I'm not very scientific in coffee, I just make coffee. This is what I do. And I'm not able to introduce new processing. I'm not able to like do any like technician revolution in brewing. I figured out that what is important for me as a as a coffee person was a customer service. And this is something what we always not maybe not always but we keep forgetting on stage that everything baristas about happens in a coffee shop. So I try to like create this environment on stage that judges can actually feel like a regular customers, not like a judges anymore. Uh, and in those three different courses, I figured out that milk beverage represents more or less like a newcomer. So uh, a person that visits a coffee shop and all he wants from this first visit is like just delicious, delicious cup of coffee. He doesn't want all the knowledge behind it because at this point, he's not interested in the subject. But in the moment when he actually develops, uh, his curiosity is rising, he puts more attention. And this is the moment when he wants to know more. So this was a signature beverage in which, like, through those ingredients, like the passion fruit and the rubos infusion, I could, like, represent different things that happens to coffee on the different moments of preparation. And espresso is kind of a drink that is difficult. Uh, for people that just start in coffee it's very intense there's like a lot of different dimensions it's super intense it's super small so it's difficult to love it from the very beginning so this was representing a customer that is like very well developed and like you know almost major customer so this was like the main idea to by those three courses show three visits of a person that is starting in coffee and developing for a like basically a coffee lover. And I think you really accomplished that. And watching your final round, I loved how you made it very interactive and you made it fun. And I, I loved how you developed that relationship with the judges and how you were working with the coffee while you were talking. It was 
it was really fantastic and congratulations again on your on your win I thought it was also interesting that you had a special table that your father had built for you for the competition please tell us about that like uh, what I what what is important in a coffee shop for me is like the connection you get with the with the customers so you don't like turn your back on them you don't like have a lot of stuff on the table you just like you are in front of them most of the time so basically in barista competition is about running from table to table and bring stuff in and out so you can like show something take it off like you have to like there's like a lot of stuff always on the table and i and because like the rules changed and one of the tables could be lower i figured out that i can build a space to hide like in a cocktail bar so you hide like underneath the table yeah. Uh, so I I tell my dad about it, and he was like, "It's gonna be very difficult to build it." And I'm just like, "We have like two months, so please just like try to figure out something. If not, I will just I will just have like a backup plan in my head." But he was able to develop it, and but it, but he make it he made it a bit too complicated at the beginning. I have a ten I have fifteen minutes to set my station before the competition. And he said that the table setup takes me like only 20 minutes. And I was like, uh, I don't have this much time. For one <laughs> table, I have like 15 minutes for three of them. But uh, then I practiced it a lot and, and we managed to, to make it like in less than five. So it was pretty okay. No, it worked out great. And, you know, I think it was just wonderful how you were bringing in the judges into that final round and it, it just worked perfectly. It was executed just perfectly and uh, I was just so thrilled to watch how you won the competition. I was curious for our listeners, how would you describe, Aga, your favorite part of being a barista? My favorite part is uh, at the beginning it was just making coffee but uh, with time it was just... Uh, the moment of uh, actually interacting with the customers and make him realize why this coffee is tastes like this and like just to open his open his mind and open his eyes like the conversation you get with the customer that actually wants to listen to you might be like educational for both sides because at some point in coffee we're just like very like not open-minded we just have this path that we follow and then a lot of customers that are not in the industry they actually doesn't even knowing about it they uh, give you like this very very good uh, you know question they ask you very good questions and they give you like very good like descriptors you haven't even think about before so i think i love the i love the interaction with the customer the most And that really showed in the competition. I I really liked how you described sort of the progression of the different coffees and how you described the texture of the espresso, that it would change from velvety to silky. And that really brought it to life, which was wonderful. I'm curious, you've talked, we talked earlier a little bit about how you were very much into sports and soccer and being a great Mm -hmm. student and how you sort of described that it was important for you to, to be yourself in everything that you did. How do you think that really influenced also the, the championship and making sure that you were true to yourself? I believe that on stage, when you're like in front of people and especially in front of judges like if you're not yourself they feel it and if they if, if they feel that you are 
like acting it's not real anymore and they start to feel uncomfortable and i was i did those mistakes before in my competitions like 2016 in the wbc i was trying to be like too much into science which was so i believe that this year i just realized i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like jump through some of the like boundaries like i'm not able to break them uh, they are not unreachable for me so i just stick to what i believe to what was very close to me and so when i was talking about it it was like 100% what i actually think and feel and i believe that this, this is something that helps you to build this relationship like because they they are still human they are humans they are not you know they feel the emotions and if they feel you're real they will just like they like you more and this is this is all about they have to feel comfortable through those 15 minutes and i believe that i just like my personality make them feel uh, comfortable i think that's really true aga and as you've done so many competitions. Of course, you won the 2018 World Barista Championship in Amsterdam. You've also been three-time Polish Barista Champion, and you've won other championships. Uh, How would you describe then, it sounds like you've become a little bit less sort of scientific and a little bit more kind of relaxed in your style. Is that how you would describe your forward-going style in some of the upcoming competitions that you might want to take part in? Like, you know, I was I was realizing with time and with competing that uh, it's easier for me uh, when I'm when I feel comfortable with the subject I have to talk about that I don't have to like learn line by line what I have to say but just like I know more, more or less how to make coffee so like everything I build around it have to be also 100% me so the most important in competition is like don't put pressure on yourself so the more relaxed you are the better results you get so yeah that, that's how it works like you have to be you have to be relaxed to win <laughs> And you really seem very relaxed and you made it so fun. And it was fun to watch you in that final round. I guess I was going to go back a little bit to that Ethiopian coffee because mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating how you how you did use that and it was a delicious coffee, but you said it was sort of an experimental process. Briefly yeah. before we go to break, how would you describe that process, that carb carbonic maceration as it's described for that Ethiopian coffee that makes it so unique? Like, you know, the, this is actually the process that was uh, introduced by, he developed. Uh, so basically it's a fermentation of coffee in a very, you know, controlled uh, environment. So like, you have, you had the same temperature, you have the same, uh, you know, humidity, you have the same amount of oxygen inside the tanks and, and the tanks are made like from a very specific type of material. So everything is more controlled. And in the end, uh, the fermentation without oxygen can develop better tactile. Uh, like, of course, like, I'm, I'm not the author of the process, so I know only, like, the general information, uh, which, is, which was, like, only the information that was relevant to my, relevant, relevant to my presentation. Uh, but there is, like, more and more experiments going on, like, in many countries in Latin America. Also, like, Costa Rican do that, uh, the Colombian do this. And this is uh, basically some of those processes, those anaerobic fermentations, they're very similar to each other. They just had different names. 
Oh, I see. Thank you for sharing that. So we've been chatting with Aga Rajuska, and she's the 2018 World Barista Champion. And when we come back after the break, listeners, we're going to talk about how there are some very important life lessons that we can all learn from Aga, one of which is certainly not giving up. We've already talked about how being yourself is really important and also about how she's learned from some of her experiences. So please join us right after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to my favorite coffee story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. Listeners, we've had such an incredible chat with our very special guest, Aga Rajuska, who's the 2018 World Barista Champion. And she's the first woman to ever win the competition in its 19-year history. And we were just chatting a little bit about how she used Ethiopian coffee during the final round that really led to her win. And also the types of coffee that she she used uh, or the Ethiopian coffee that she used as well as the different an espresso, one with milk, one with passion fruit. We just loved hearing about how she really focused on just having a relaxed style and, and also making it very interactive with the judges and presenting the whole round as a visit to a coffee shop. And we were just going to ask Aga about how some of the experiences that you've learned from all your competitions, those experiences have really led to where you're at today and how you've talked about it's important to be patient and not give up. Please tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah, like, you know, uh, competing is kind of a, it's a, it's a work, but basically it's a, like, you know, it's, it's a work about, uh, like, com- competing is a work that you have to put, like, on yourself. It's like, not working on a routine, not working on like coffee skills. It's actually working on your own character, and it's like every like professional sportsman because this is a professional sport. You can say it like that. Uh, so every professional sportsman has this coach that not only take care of his skills, his like you know strength and his like speed. Also, this is like you have to focus on your like mental strength which is uh, everything is in your head uh, and like by competing and being like I was always having a kind of a goal in my head and the goal at the beginning was of course win and this is the worst goal you can have in competing because like if you just want to win you're never going to achieve it uh, because like this is this is the wrong goal to achieve uh, so at some point I saw that uh, what I do by competing is I just become better coffee professional. I become a better teacher. I become better barista. I just become a better person because I, I am more patient with other people. I don't like get mad very fast. So I can explain and explain and explain. So I become better teacher. I am more patient to talk about subjects I don't like because also competing in most of those competitions is you don't you never do only the the things you like. You always do the things you don't like, which is, I don't like to be on stage. I don't like to be, like, dressed up. And uh, I have to do it there. I don't like to learn uh, on my memory all this, like, routine, these talks. And, and like, having a training uh, every day, eight hours a day, is, like, basically very exhausting. And it's it's much better to lie on a couch and actually watch Netflix then be in an espresso machine make espressos then clean up like this is basically cleaning up is 80% of your time so <laughs> so every, that, that's what that's what the barista job about it's all about, all about cleaning uh, so when when I was uh, when I was developing like my skills and my my personality as a competitor I just that uh, there is a there is just one one thing that I was missing before. I wanted everything to happen like right away. Like I wanted to win without training, I, because because only because I'm good. And uh, with time, you just realize if you're patient enough and stubborn enough to 
trying to reach that goal, eventually it just there is like the whole universe at some point, and this happens in Amsterdam. Like the whole universe was like working for me. Like this, so I was just I was waiting ten years to have it, and and just it just happened. <laughs> oh, and so wonderful that it happened, and you've provided such a great example for future baristas and also for women around the world, which is fantastic. And thank you for sharing some of those life lessons that I think will be helpful to future competitors and baristas. And that was so well stated. So we really appreciate that. You're calling in from Colombia, and I know you've been on travel yeah. since since Amsterdam in June and in Asia, and so that's yeah. why sometimes our connection is a little bit off, but we've been so grateful to you for taking time between your training and consulting and being a panelist. What are some of your upcoming travels that you have, Aga? I'm coming back to Colombia next week. I'm leaving Colombia on Sunday and then I'm going back on Saturday. So this is like my first travel. Uh, and then I will be in Brazil. I'll be in Qatar. Be in uh, probably Indonesia, uh, Malaysia. Uh, there is a Dubai inside somewhere. There will be Slovakia. No, Slovenia. There will be some Polish uh, trips. There will be China again. So, so like there is a lot of them. Like my, I will need to change my passport because there is no places for visas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and your family must really miss you in Poland that you're on the go so much. It is, it right is pretty now. funny. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your future dreams and upcoming competitions? So I believe that there is no highest dream than winning uh, World Bristol Championship. So I think I'm open for whatever future brings. Uh, I, what I would like to have from the competition is actually to just let me learn more and meet more of those like amazing people that are competing. So like I don't want I don't have to win anything else to be very happy and like you know satisfied person in my life. <laughs> and I can understand that because that was truly a major accomplishment winning the 2018 World Barista Championship. We're curious if you have a favorite coffee cafe in Poland or in Europe when you're in Poland or when you're traveling in Europe. Not really. Not really. Not really? I, I, I enjoy coffee everywhere I go. And uh, I'm always drinking coffee. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I'm just like, uh, I just try to like different styles of coffees. I try to like different cultures. And every coffee is different. Every culture is different. So I'm trying not to pick the favorite ones unless they just brew it properly it might be my favorite one of the day <laughs> yes well it must be fun to try some of the colombian coffees how's that going yeah like this is a we have a lot of like cuppings there's like a lot of producers in here all the roasters so this is like a lot of stuff happening in here i'm like like very caffeinated for last two days and there is like still one more to go so it's gonna be even more <laughs> Yes, you were so nice to take a quick break with yeah. us today and, and call in from Colombia. And we were curious, you know, we talked a little bit about how you how you love to develop the relationship with the customer. And that's very important that a barista can do that. If you were to summarize what the Aga Rojuska signature style is, how would you describe that? My signature style? I think uh, I'm just like walking chaos. So 
<laughs> I have no like very particular style. The more crazy and unpredictable, unpredictable it is, the more mine it is. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. And that does add that element of fun. And, and you definitely bring that out when you were doing that final round. I'm curious if you're developing any new flavors by chance with some some countries, like you were talking about being in Australia, if you're sort of thinking about a new type of taste or something. Oh, I believe that every country has like a bit different like flavor descriptors and like uh, fruits taste in, a, taste in a bit different way and they have like different kind of food. So I, I'm learning, I'm not learning something specifically very new but I believe that what I develop is the just learning that passion fruit and apple and grape can taste much different in different places. That's so true and we hope you'll come sometime and try some of the fresh passion fruit we have on some of our trees our bushes and maybe try just what that might be like with a little Kona coffee. Yeah, that would be really fun. I'm I'm curious, you know, now that you've been the first woman to win this World Barista Championship in 19 years, and you're probably often asked this, but is there something that you would share with upcoming baristas that happen to be women or anything about what it's like being an example of, of winning and being the first woman to win it? Like... Uh what I uh, what I believe is that uh, I'm not not special in this one. Like there is everybody could win it, and I believe there are like many w- other women were supposed to win it before me. Uh, but if there is any woman that is like hesitating to compete or not, she should just do it. Just do it, and that's yeah. really inspiring. And we are so inspired by your stories. We've had such an amazing time with Aga Rojuska, 2018 World Barista Champion, the first woman to ever win the competition in its 19-year history. Thank you so much for joining us, Aga. We've been just so honored to have you, and we wish you all the best with all your consulting and your travels and your future projects, and it's been just so delightful to share your stories, and thank you for sharing your life lessons as well. And listeners, we've just had so much fun learning about what it's like to be a barista and what it takes to win a world championship. Some of the important elements of being ourselves, uh, learning from our experiences, being patient, making it fun, and also just being true to ourselves is really important. And of course, we had some favorite coffee stories woven in between, which was really fun too. So listeners, thank you for joining us today. And of course, you can always go to anikona.com for your Anikona gift. And we can continue the conversation at orders at anikona.com. It's been such a wonderful show today talking about winning the 2018 World Barista Championship and making history with Aga Rajuska calling in from Colombia. She's from Poland, but she was so nice to take the time as she's been on this world tour consulting and traveling. So in the meantime, we wish you a wonderful week. Thank you again for joining us. And we look forward to being together again on another My Favorite Coffee Story. Aloha. Aloha. 
Thank you for taking an hour out of your busy week to join us on My Favorite Coffee Story. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Aniko Samoji, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we hope you'll have a relaxing week 